0: Welcome back, everybody, to The Wall Street Coach with Cameron Curtin and Lucas Peterson, my sidekick. How are you today, Lucas?
1: Doing really well. How are you?
0: I'm Very good. Very good. Because <laughs> good. I have an amazing, brilliant man on our podcast today, Howard Linson, who I have been you know, mini-stalking for probably 20-some-odd years, and uh, got to meet Howard when I invited him first to the Stocks to Trade podcast past, and now I'm very excited to have Howard on my podcast. So thank you, Howard, for coming.
2: How are you? I'm
0: good. <laughs> You're in Carnado. I just
2: consciously noticed that. You know this house. You've seen this house. I you have know. seen this house. I snuck away to try and catch up on work and okay. change up my routine in lovely Phoenix. So I swapped uh, Arizona sun for California sun.
0: Okay, is it cool in California right now?
2: The sun is a little less bright because they tax it here at a. <laughs> a <little less> <laughs> yeah. yeah. California is beautiful right now, though.
0: I was curious if that cold snap had hit California.
2: No, it's no. Uh, unseasonably, since I got here, unseasonably, nice 75. Okay, good. And it's clear skies.
0: Nice, nice, good. All right. So one of the prompts, I mean, I would love to have you on all the time, Howard, because I feel you have a lot of wisdom to share. Uh, And I also was prompted because of what went down with Robinhood a couple of weeks ago. And just to set the stage, you know, our audience, for the most part, are day traders. We definitely have some sophisticated traders that watch us who have been doing it a long time. Uh, and, you know, we have a lot of new traders, new, newbie traders as well. So that's kind of our audience, and, uh, you know, just the activity that's been out there about what happened with Wall Street Bets and GameStop and Robinhood. I, you know, obviously know you're a shareholder. I just thought it would be great to hear your perspective of how that all went down uh, and, you know, just what your observations are now a couple of weeks out of it.
2: Well, I mean, as a shareholder, I don't have. Uh, I'm an early shareholder, but I don't. I'm not in the war room or board room, or have no influence on uh, the day to day of the the company. And a lot of my friends that were there, you know, moved on. As as what happens at fast mm-hmm. companies, they spend five, six, seven years there, they get worn out, and go start something new. So I think you'll. Um, but you know, from a listen, it was. It's one of those things that. Um, I just don't understand fully the complexity. You would probably know more than me. the markets are complex. They put a beautiful button on top of the markets, uh, which led to a, uh, over the last three, four years, a surge in new people getting interested in the market and Robinhood copycats and got the combination of social networks, etc. And this is just a classic short squeeze, uh, the people that started the squeeze or, or at least really like GameStop were long gone in the forties. You know, they thought that that thing was, well, yeah. we got it right. We got it Done. right. So, <laughs> like anybody who really, you know, beyond 40 was like, you know, it was just a madhouse. Like, so, so it was just a classic fear of greed, uh, short squeeze that, uh, went internet scale, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was the fascinating. No, I, I was a bystander. I don't get involved in these things. I just mm-hmm. scalped a little bit just to feel alive. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same here. <laughs> it was way too dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so dangerous for me because I'm just I don't do a big size, and I, and and I just wanted to participate in it. And um, the 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 agony is that like a bell went off somewhere and deposits had to be made, and I think. Yeah. You know I, I won't defend the communications of Ramanhan because I, I wasn't a part of it. Uh, it does as, a, as, an, as an outsider looking in, it seems like it was a tough situation. I think Vlad probably and the PR team wished they had a, uh, could could look at it again. Uh, but I don't know, I haven't been in a crisis situation myself. I mean, every day is a crisis for me, but like they're very many, as you know, and yeah. it involved generally just me and my own head. <laughs> um, so i'm not involved in these complicated things of how the media you know and so it seems like there was a a cyclone of bad decisions about how to communicate and who are my customers and where should i talk to them and how do i yeah. calm them down and all these things that just kind of got out of control to the point where i was scared like you know people were yelling at me yeah. so um because that's the internet everybody yells and um but I think what what happened is a classic short squeeze. The people that feel screwed, I totally get it. Like they,
0: yeah.
2: they had they, the stock could have gone to seven hundred if they had just let the squeeze continue. It would have led yeah. to just even more tears for 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 somebody. So that doesn't mean that, I don't know. If you traded long enough, you've been just run over by the market, or or a change of rules, or or you didn't read this prospectus and, and no one reads a perspective, but you were supposed to read it. Therefore you right. have a class action lawsuit. So yeah. markets are there to just like the dead sea. If you have a, if you have a uh, cut and you shave the day before you go in the dead sea, Not the market the dead sea will find your cut. And I think the market will find your vulnerabilities. Yeah, uh, The people, the people, the internet found a vulnerability in the short squeeze of GameStop, they generally find these vulnerabilities. They got exploited at internet scale and now it's settled back to where it would have settled back with, you know, either way, it would have gone 800 or 2000 or that might have yeah. been the end anyways, you know, yeah. So, yeah. so, so a lot of uh, tears and a lot of uh, media takes are mostly bad in hindsight mm-hmm. and I just yeah. paid to, to not listen to anything until just, I think I have a clear picture of what it is, but I, I get it. Robinhood has a uh, scar from uh, the way they communicated this. And um, I don't know what the right answer is going forward other than continue to build a great product. Obviously there's not a competing product at scale. Other people yeah. would, they'd be in a lot more trouble.
0: Yeah, know. for sure. For sure. Do you feel that the heart of what in, in the sense of it casting this wider net where people, you know, from my housekeeper to like, you know, a kid who's never even thought about trading before now are thinking, wait a minute, hold on, I'm not in this game. Do you think that's good for the markets? There's some, you know, people on the inside who keep telling me how terrible it is. And then, and then I'm like, but it feels like entrepreneurship next level. So what's your perspective on that?
2: Well, if this is Take Two, which has shoot 'em up games, and they had their like car thing, no one, uh, no one would say more people playing is bet is worse. And so right. the markets. So if the markets are a game, and they are, I mean, let's take it for what it is. And the if, idea of the game is to take your account at this low level and take it to that high level. And I don't think you should cheat, but it's not easy. But at the same time, do what you can to get your account from here to there. Uh, and some people like to go this way and some people want to go this way and some people you know there's no one way to do it then in that world the more players the better so I don't you know that's been my mission is like you know for decades they were like everybody should learn China well how many people you got to learn Spanish in school well now we have the data like why everybody speaks English and more importantly, shouldn't we have been teaching these kids the native language of English, which is coding, or the native language of money, which is finance. And so, I mean, everything's upside down. And that thinking is like, if the sooner someone learns the markets, which is a universal language, uh, the better. Yeah. And so if that means they're going to lose money in GameStop, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they can't lose money unless they're 18. So the more kids... Could have been doing this even with play accounts or, or fake accounts, uh, something. So so a lot of it is culture. Your parents don't want their kids. They think it's gambling, right? So yep. you, I have a lot of friends who say, should I let my son? He wants to, you know, he's 15 mm. and wants to have a Robin Hood account. Well, he can. So either the parent has to decide, do I put $500 in for my kid? And so a lot of it is just breaking down barriers of,
0: yeah.
2: you know, because you got to be 18 to do it.
0: Yep, yep. Totally.
2: So, so the, more, the more players, the better. The more investors, the better. The more people speaking the language, the better. Yeah. And good for me, because the more people that speak the language poorly is good. Yeah.
1: For yeah. yeah. The, the, no. the newer, I mean, the better yeah. for experience.
2: Yeah. So I don't want more people just because I can take their money. Um, but it's a, it's an added wow. <laughs> but it's no different if you get off – a plane in in China and speak three words of Chinese, you're, you're not that much better off than the guys who no Chinese. Exactly, that's <laughs> true. It Maybe worth off. You may get yourself in more trouble with three Chinese words than you do. <laughs> it depends on what those words are. <laughs> and, and I think in the market saying if you're if your big idea is GameStop, the odds of you being successful, yeah, very low. And yeah. so the quicker people learn that when you hear GameStop, uh what is that? Word? Just ignore it. Like, oh, nice data point. Have yeah. fun. I'm very busy. Yeah, you know, I think people just, just get rich quick is just a, a part of human uh, nature. Yeah, and I think taming that is the is the biggest issue.
0: Yeah, um,
2: so so really, the for- even non-event and people that got screwed. What the hell were they thinking at three 300- hundred? Dollars a share yeah. who was thinking that hold the line or that <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was gonna, gonna work, work.
0: diamond hands diamond yeah, hands
2: yeah i don't even know what it means but pumping and- <laughs> had the, the, the hot take it was like there's no such thing as pump and hold
0: you know, <laughs> really pump good. And
2: hold. that's so true so, yeah there's no such thing as pump and like let's hold that is that- hilarious especially in the internet world like i don't know even yeah. know who said that therefore exactly. You know, so I think there's a bit of financial chicken, which is fun. That's a new mm-hmm. deck. Yep. Uh, I d- yeah. I
0: I don't think the traders watching us and the ones that you know I've encountered along this past year and a half on stocks to trade, they would not have been those people. You know, they may have been in there very strategically with GameStop, but they would not have been the Wall Street bets kind of mentality. But for the for the traders that are sophisticated that are here listening to us, what do you feel it's Like the most important advice to those day traders that are sophisticated, that are, you know, going to be here for the long haul. What do you feel is the most important advice they need to know about being a trader?
2: I think it's just like life. It's like you got to pick your battles, right? There's a time Mm -hmm. to run. There's a time to engage. So, you know, I I run from every fight because I'm like old, Jewish, slow. Uh, (laughs) uh, Is there a worse combo? And punchable. <laughs> People literally look at me and go, "Wow, he's old, slow, and he's quite punchable from like a first. <laughs> not that old, dude. <laughs> I'm, a t- I'm just an easy target. Oh, tip. It's like tipping cows. It's like <laughs> me and they go, oh let's "Go, let's go, tip that guy." And so I think as a, there's so many choice. So you have to pick your battles, right? Mm. And so the the best the best traders just they can have 10 screens and never make a trade so i I think the zen part of day trading or any kind of trading would be for me it's like my phone's turned over right zen is like i'll do my podcasts and friends and, and brainstorm i've learned to live uh with on or off very hard for me but i know my zen is like two hours i cannot look at my phone three it's a it's not even a game it's just I'm not missing anything. It was a habit forming yeah. thing to turn over my phone. In yeah. Fact, no notifications. And so I miss some things, but really I'm not missing anything. There's probably three yeah. or four major news events a year. Yeah. Maybe two that affect the market. Now, if you're day training, you have your screens. The, thing, yeah. the end part would be to do nothing most of the time. And if you can have 10 screens and do nothing, and I think that's my new goal is to see more while I do less. Yeah. Mm-hmm um then i can expand my zenness or my ability to master the markets but yeah. um you know doing less is key like not participating in gamestop but like figuring out that a- the amc thing was in process and taking a stab there yes uh, yes i feel like that was a involvement for me like i shared the idea it was risky but i like okay like i can feel the herd coming for this one yeah you couldn't get me to go back on wall street pets for the next 10 years like there's no signal there <laughs> i get like why there's signal but like i'm not that one was in the moment it yeah. felt like a no-brainer i got totally. like, i don't even know if i'm smart the trade worked i you know i got a little bit lucky on the trade too it just got much higher than i than i would have thought and i ran away yeah I mean, in question like what am i entitled to uh, profit is a profit and I had my goals and it was, a, it, it, you know, and I think as I've gotten better, it's just like, you know, understanding, you know, what my goals were going into the trade and, yep. and you know, good setups and being disciplined. And it's very hard because it's so easy to have ideas coming at you a thousand a day. Yeah,
0: do you, think, do you, do you feel it's maturity? Like what, what is that distinction now that lets you, keep your phone turned down. What, what do you think shifts
2: for you in your own journey? I mean, the thing is you, you, you go into wealth preservation, not accumulation. So I think, the uh. case, and it just, and people need to be honest. If you're actually chasing wealth and building wealth, everything's more amplified. Your wins are, yeah. are, are, are more important and your losses are horrifying. Um, now that I'm more I don't know, mature or older or, uh, different wealth outlook i'm not going to get rich from trading uh i'm mm-hmm. going to not get rich from the stock market uh i'm i'm going to preserve wealth creative you know I, my goal is creative you know wealth preservation and creative uh, alpha and mm-hmm. so I, I jab and i'm in and i'm like in for as long as i think is rational and i i don't mind pulling a lot of chips off the table and moving on because I'm not looking to beat a benchmark. Yep. Mm, I think yeah. The whole idea of like separating myself from what the markets are doing was important. It's like, do I feel good about this idea? And yeah. what time frame and not how I'm comparing myself to the index. Yes. I think those things just were important to me. Yeah. So I yeah. you, know, you match like your, how your inner, uh, how your inner stomach or your inner anxiety mm-hmm. is match the markets and I'm just I wasn't good at it on the day to day trying to beat the market and now I beat the market I don't even know what that means because right. the market is stupid I mean <laughs> why am I comparing myself to like some preconceived notion of what returns are because we're just we're on the market. we've only been doing this 100 years there is no yeah Mm-hmm. There's no. It's a really point good point. point. Success, like are you Elon Musk, or are you Donald Trump, or are you Bill yep. Gates, or are you just Warren Buffett? Uh, there's a million ways to get to the end zone.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's a really good point because a hundred years, you know, there's times when you hear hundred years and you think it's a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that long a time. <laughs> it's
2: yeah, like and a world where the technology is the future and software is eating the world. Like yeah. why? Why would pass returns even, we didn't have mm-hmm. the internet yeah. 20 so years true. ago. We so didn't true. have an iPhone until 2008. So you're going to tell me that like I should match myself to the S&P? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You should only really be, good point? you really think you're good and you're not beating the NASDAQ 100, you're not that good. Like the NASDAQ 100 is what the last 10 years, if you haven't beaten the NASDAQ 100, you should have been in the NASDAQ 100. So my wow. index is the NASDAQ 100. And oh, that's why Kathy like at Ark is popular should beat yep. that index. Wow, you wow. know, really good and point. And so, what's the index of the future? When you know nobody's good if you're comparing yourself to the DeFi index or the crypto index. Like, oh, I had a good year. I was up sixty percent. Well, screw you. I was up eighty percent. In, in November. Yeah. Right? With Bitcoin. <laughs> there's always somebody doing better. Yeah. yeah. So the sooner you realize who you're supposed to be indexed again and like really have like an honest conversation with yourself about what success is. Um, and I'm a better mentor than I am an actual doer as most of us become. Yeah. Like it's, easier, mm-hmm. easier to, it's easier to coach other people for me or yeah. mentor other people. Yep, and my own portfolio. We all we all suck. Like whether <laughs> an interior designer that's great at helping you do your house and then you go to their house and go. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are they thinking?
2: <laughs> uh, that's there's no taste. <laughs> so some people are very good at expressing this. You know, people that make fun of coaches and they make fun of people that you know sell trading systems. And I'm like, no, it just may be a basket case with their own money. It Doesn't mean their system doesn't work. It just means. really terrible at at leaving the system alone
0: yeah yep good point good point
2: so i'm always the person that's like pay for mentorship as you know i've talked to you so often about this pay for coaching i mean you may have to switch coaches 10 times but like that doesn't mean the idea of coaching is bad it just means you haven't found the right coach Yeah. and so like trading is a very lonely business so uh, twitter proved my game tremendously and then stuck to it's because it wasn't lonely anymore. And I got to talk to my people, not the people that I really couldn't reach in a great yeah. Why should I listen to some person on TV who I can't reach? It's uh, true. It's true. Okay. Versus, Oh, I'll go back to Asshat Forty Five, who told me to buy this <laughs> and see what he's doing right now. Well, because it's a
0: relationship. I mean, it mean, not it may be superficial, but it's connection. It's a true connection with I somebody. Know,
2: connection. It's just you gave me the idea. Yeah. Uh, I took the idea. It's not your fault. But do you have an update on the idea? You don't yeah, even have exactly. that chance if you put in the CNBC. It's just some guy yells yeah. an idea, and then you never hear from him again until he has. They bring him back three years later out of context on his next idea and you don't know what he talked about the last exactly. Time. So true. It's so doomed. true. It was doomed. And, and the Robin Hood was another example of where financial media just dropped the ball. Like, a yeah. moment to educate, and they just hyped it and had false stories and fake news and bad takes.
0: It so, it came across it came across, you know, that's when I really, I think I was paying attention to the, the the concept of the suits. You know, that that was the kind of energy that was out there. And even though I was talking to traders that were not going to be the Wall Street type traders, there was this us versus them, you know, the little guy versus the big guy. And that is what, you know, that was when I was like, okay, this this could get a little bit messy. And I also thought CNBC is kind of, they're missing – an opportunity here to onboard the next generation, but they're staying kind of blinded by this. Uh, but it just felt like somebody just was like, it did feel like the suits. It did feel like you're talking to your dad who doesn't remember how it was when he was like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I don't know because I don't watch. I turned it off a long time ago, and now I've turned over my phone because the takes on the internet were just as bad. They wanted blood, and they started coming for people that were unrelated to the blood. Yes, you a suit. I haven't worn a fucking. I'm a suit. There is nobody (laughs) that's more a suit than me. I guess. I don't think you're a suit.
0: (laughs) I don't think you're a suit. That
2: the internet gave that day. I was. But
0: but that's but that's a problem.
2: Lemon before they were born. So uh, maybe but, I'm a suit because I wear Lululemon. I totally get it. It's just they had a they had a, a lynching and they didn't even know who they wanted to lynch. And so it's just this moving target of a, a noose. The man. Drop. The and, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I'm the man. If you stick your head up during a mob <laughs> event, you will get lynched. <laughs> they won't. They just lynch you and go, oh, shit, wrong guy. But you're uh, not a
0: suit, um, Howard. And I'm going to say that loud and clear mm-hmm. because your, uh, your way of operating and your contribution back to finance at large, never mind just to average regular people is huge. And you're always wanting to educate people. And you're never, I never experienced you in all the years before I even got to meet you uh, from this place of scarcity. You feel like this needs to be, people need to be coming You've never given me the impression that you there are people in it who want to hold on to it for themselves and feel like they're better than, smarter than, blah, blah, blah. You're like, let's educate. Let's get everybody involved in this. Let them become wise to what's going on here. That, to me, is a very different uh, interpretation than I think the suits, quote, unquote.
2: Yeah, I mean, no matter how wise they get in this game, it's like the Dead Sea. No matter how many times you hear the story, is like, don't shave your armpits or your legs before you go in the Dead Sea.
0: I've been in the Dead Sea, so I can absolutely adjust to that.
2: year old girls the night before will shave their armpits. And it's like, wait, are you dumb? No, they're not dumb. They just don't know until they know. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole thing, you know, now you know. And yeah. uh, the market's no matter how much you teach people, until they have money on the line, you don't really know. And it yeah. could be five bucks or it could be $5 million. It's all relative. But until you actually have skin in the game and get cut, you don't yeah. know. So why are we not getting everybody on the system and yeah. take their $5 cuts or their $5 million cuts because that's the on that's the cost of getting on Plenty. the system. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I see a world where this will all be 24-7, Trading yeah. nonstop as your income, paying your taxes and yeah. assets all over the place and fractional yeah. ownership. So the faster we get people playing the game, uh, the more productive money will move to productive areas. And we're seeing it in crypto. I try, like I'm trying yeah. to put this all together. We're seeing like, what? It doesn't make sense to me. And now there's so much money on the other side that if you don't get involved, you're going to miss out on like some of the greatest know returns like the new index is not going to be the nasdaq 100 it'll be some crypto index and yeah you don't you don't have but if you don't have exposure to that kind of growth and that kind of stuff yeah you're like so focused on being in vanguard you really are going to uh miss things
0: yeah so cryptocurrencies explain there's some criticism lucas had done some research too around that that they get traded like stocks but they don't function as actual Currency. So do you see crypto as being treated as an actual currency? No, I just see crypto
2: as a venture capital investment, and you could lose all your money and therefore uh, invest in a different style. As a venture capitalist, would you make, uh, you know, instead of three bets, you make 10 bets. And instead of putting all your money on three things, you spread it over 10 things. But as a venture capital bet, some of those things will go down 90%. Whereas in the public Mm -hmm. markets, I'll stop. You know, if I buy McDonald's, I don't want, I'm not going to wait for it to go down 90%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, at 10, 15%, I'm going to reevaluate it because it's an up and running company, you know, and I'm of sound mind. You know, and if I'm making 10 venture bets, I just got to let them go for three to seven years hmm. because you just can't, there's just, they're not efficient. You can't yeah. price them every day. So there's going to be all kinds of mispricing. And that's why I look at, even though they're liquid, I look at cryptos it's like, you got to give way more room. You have to do a little more research. You have to follow smarter people, a different group of people, and you have to have a bigger leap of faith and, uh, and a little more diversification unless you truly understand how those, how those products work. You have the combination of new products, new software, plus a lot of uh, inefficiencies because of the liquidity is not the same and the amount of people playing the game is not the same. Mm-hmm. So, so I still treat those things like venture capital okay that's good exposure to that in order to have true alpha in your portfolio and I think we're, yeah. we're we're going away from this era of 64 I've been talking about this forever it's like why the hell and, you know maybe lately with steep Yoker, but why the hell would anybody own bonds if they were retiring <laughs> today it makes no sense to me. maybe 60 40 portfolio has been great yeah for,
1: yeah
2: for 30 years and that is a long Data point, but it's not a long data point in an era of software, because a bond is stupid. Yeah, it's An era where I can get, you know, I can I can lend out my crypto for six percent. Yeah, Meaning, even if I don't believe in crypto, uh, you know, if I can I can invest enough that I can, you know, manage that volatility mentally and the and the risk, but yeah. also earn bond like returns by lending it out. I mean, you gotta you gotta educate yourself, or you're just gonna like be the sucker in the room, the last guy holding bonds. Like this could be a monumental shift if rates stay low and money is just given out forever, and we become this investing world, and no one yeah. has jobs. They just their job is to just try and get a rate of return against the other person. It's kind of like a a, a, a wild vision of the future. We're all just trading, wow. like. 'Cause there's no real um, got robots running and we got yeah, food. Exactly. I
0: haven't I haven't heard anybody say this, Howard, the way you're saying it right now.
2: It's well, very I, people say it right now is like, why don't we give money? They're saying it as like a socialist thing. Yeah. They're saying, Well, you're a socialist if you think we should hand out money to people. And I'm looking at it differently, saying, Well, you're already a socialist. You have an iPhone, mm. you got yeah. <laughs> you got endless Netflix, you can date whoever you want. You yeah. can your parents are paying the phone bill. You're already on your parents' health. You're a socialist. My kids are (laughs) socialists. And they're not socialists because they've read up about Russia. Or (laughs) Marx, right. Yeah. They're socialists because they have an iPhone that's paid for by their parents and they're on their parents' health care. That's a fucking socialist. Yeah, it's true. And. and, So you can't blame them for thinking that the world should uh, hand them law. Give money. Yeah, <laughs> but give us some money and leave us alone. We'll, <laughs> we'll, and if we run out of money, you know we're <laughs> equal. We'll give me a call. <laughs> so uh, and the same thing in our house. Like we made enough money where we're like we have two choices: to give it to the government or give it to our kids. Mm. Most people are going to say. Give it to their kid. Then you give it to the kids, and you go, "Why the fuck did I give it to my kids?" <laughs> well, because we only had two choices. <laughs> and not just I dislike my kids; I dislike the government more. <laughs> exactly. Typically, <laughs> why you work so hard is you have two choices after you work so hard. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people just choose to have cats. <laughs> or maybe to have kids true. I don't, cats cats. I don't I don't <laughs> have cats. I don't have cats. My view of the future is a little more realistic, I think, than everybody else. Yeah. I, well, I, it's I so well, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's a
0: fascinating perspective, and I kind of see the that. that is possibly going to be that future. That it's that's happening.
2: Have, so you, have you heard of COVID? Everybody's already doing it's that. true. Yeah, it's all, true. Everyone's working from home, doing whatever they want. If you yeah. go to restaurants and get on an occasional flight, this would be the happiest this country's ever been. I
0: know, it's true. You
2: know what Same. I mean? Totally. And so uh, we've really screwed up some some things here because no one's no one's really laughing at what's going on. This is really funny shit. Like but no one's had the time to really think about how bizarre this has been, but how close yeah. we are to nirvana.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a really good give point. People, some better tools. To yeah, the tools a- and, education. and education, and education, and that, and that's it's part birthday, of what
2: driving two hours to work. Yeah, yeah. getting doing random stupid things that, with people that you dislike, and then driving home again. Yeah. I, Okay, like maybe some jobs should be like that. Not in the world, that I we need to be honest and say, we had tax laws designed to benefit commercial real estate people. And in the end, COVID laid bare that like commercial real estate is pretty much the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> Every tax law is written for people like Donald Trump and commercial real estate people. Yep. And now we want to tax people like me who have capital gains from being creatively moving money around. Again, maybe not efficient use of what we want people doing, yeah. But I'm not building skyscrapers that have parking lots 10 rows deep that are really stupid in a post-COVID world. Um, you know, like
0: yeah, about,
2: about 10 levels down in like Toronto and New York is the dumbest. What did we do all that for? That's a landfill. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good question. I think all the big cities are grappling
0: with that now. Even the big island of Hawaii is grappling with it because we're getting all those people are moving here now and you know not driving with aloha and the whole the whole culture you can feel the cultural shift of that, that sense of escaping those you know what I wanna what's that movie from way back the Mad Max it's like they're leaving as though it's a Mad Max city.
2: It is a so, mad max Toronto I keep talking about it. Toronto's one of the greatest city of the world the last 20, 30 years. No recessions because the real estate was strong. Guess what happened to real estate? And if you don't have another part of the economy and your weather's not that great and your government sucks, Toronto just became, in my opinion, a third world nation. Yikes! It's not nice to say it, but like, go to ask anybody that goes to a hospital in Toronto or go talk to anybody what they think about Trudeau or go go mm-hmm. to an airport in Toronto, which is empty and go to the downtown corridor, which was built two miles, square miles of underground businesses uh, mm-hmm. that won't come back. Yeah. You just took a great yeah. city and just gutted it.
0: Yikes, so, yikes, yikes. So
2: yeah, your problems in Hawaii are a lot less worse than the problems in Toronto.
0: Oh, I I know that. I'm not complaining. I no, I, no, but no I'm you're seeing... not complaining.
2: But like, this is like, this is just the beginning. Not. It's the just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So I just think, oh, I just see them go back to normal. No, Zoom no. is phenomenal. Like, yeah, <laughs> Zoom for school is a stupid thing. Kids need to be in school, but Zoom for everything else, pretty damn good. Yeah. Look
1: at us right now. This is awesome.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. (laughs) It's too easy. It's too easy. It's very efficient. Yeah. Efficient. For sure. It ties in with the media that you have around you. Do your fucking homework. Go on LinkedIn. Find out what the person does. Be prepared. And Zoom will give you almost 95% of the satisfaction without the hassle. Yeah. Why would that go back to the other way? Who's lying to who?
0: Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm
2: five years old, and I feel bad for those people. They need the FaceTime. They need, the, they need to build a network. They need social skills. For sure. All for like, the world going back to normal. Don't tell me what normal is going to be, because they're, they're just full of shit. Like, they yeah. don't have any clue what this... We've been locked down for way too long for things to go back to normal. And you have too much technology for things to go back to normal. And the technology that we have yeah. is too good for things to go back to normal. Very true. Very true. Because I like the new lifestyle. Yeah, I like. I, my, I, I like my AirPods. I like <laughs> exactly. I like uh, no cable. I like no TV. I like uh, bikes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like. I like Trader Joe's. These are things that I wouldn't have liked. Trader Joe's is so much better. I can't believe is I'm it. Is like it great? Like I'm now a Trader Joe's person. I used to think it was good for a home, like. Dirty, Hippies, hippies, <laughs> I thought for hippies, say it. I've never been happier to be considered a hippie. Trader yeah. Joe's is It's the bomb, yeah.
0: it's the bomb, I'm okay. like
2: In the future, I like my friend. but I like yeah. also just four restaurants. I don't wanna yeah. discover a new restaurant and have a mediocre experience. I'd rather invite two friends over to my fake gourmet Trader Joe's food, which is better than most restaurants, and, and watch a Netflix show. Yeah, for sure. Or for sit sure. up and have a cigar. Like, what yeah. do I need? Yeah, I do want to go to restaurants under the right circumstances with my right friend, but I don't need to go every night.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah It's kind of dumb. So so I think I don't know, we're way off topic. Right. I'm
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back to just your everything you've done with social leverage, just all that comes up for you when you're considering an investment especially because you're coming from it as an angel investor, are there go-to questions that you ask yourself uh, about the business? Is it gut instinct for you at this point? Uh, How much weight? So a couple of questions there, and I have a couple more, but I'll stop there.
2: Uh, We're all different. Gary and Tom, my partners with social, we have a unique partnership um, in that we all do different things and we have very low ego because the goal is – we actually get along pretty good. It's like a husband-wife thing, you know, you can fight over everything or you can realize like what you watch on TV is not normal. And unless you have a therapist and truly understand, have some context of what a relationship is. Uh, So with us, our relationship is like, we do really well together. And so we try and go with the flow, but our decision-making process is always based on the founder. Mm -hmm. We don't want to run the company. We do like, we are passive aggressive as anybody else would be, honestly. Like, we don't like losing. We don't like bad behavior. We hate slow thinking. We, you know, we, but you write a check, you're backing people and people change. Some people lock up the minute you give them the money that they've been asking for. And some people accelerate, right? Like wait, wait, some people lock up after, after you give them the money? Yeah, some people are great until that's until they hit the ice yeah. like people I right practice and then you go into a game and you never hear their name, right? They're hiding in the corner. Um, you don't know until you know what we do is very risky early stage investing. And I think software's reduced the risk because, uh, you have scale and you have like the ability to have network effects. So it overcomes a lot of, you know, you know, founders are, are more, you know, they can watch, you know, they all think they can be Mark Zuckerberg because software works in a certain way and network and the internet work in certain ways. But even then you can't model the next Zuckerberg. So it's like, you don't know. So generally what it is is you spend time with founders. You really hope for us. It's like, we really like to think that we can run the company if the founder, God forbid was hit by a bus or had to leave for three months because they get cancer, or have a, family yeah. or whatever it is, you have to assume that you're going to be running the ship and you don't want to run businesses. No. We're, we're investors, but <laughs> we like to pick companies where if we, God forbid, had to step in, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know how to do it. And, and, and that's something. The other mm-hmm. thing is generally the founder, like can this founder, and a lot of it is just honest discussions. Like, okay, here's what we're going to do at social level we're going to give you money because we agreed that you have a good vision and you, you, you know how to build a team and the wire hits. And then we, we tell our founders like, this is what we expect. So if, you, if you're lying to us now and you're fawning, us, we're all screwed. So let's take some time to really think, do you want to yeah. be in business with us for seven to 10 years? And we're getting better at telling this story, which is like, Hey, take our money, but understand here's what we're going to do. We're not going to come run your business. We're, we're going to get mad if you can't recruit. And if you can't deliver the product that we're staring at or, or and you can't get 10 customers, why are you taking our money? Yeah. the only thing we can do is if you deliver on those three things, build a team, finish this product, get your first 10 customers, we'll get you the money. We'll take yeah. that part of your job, and which is an important part of a CEO it job. Is. Absolutely. So our, our promise to our founders is you're not going to run out of money if you do these three things well. Now, we may find out that there's no market for this product, Yeah. May decide to do other things, but if you get to this point, we don't have that problem. Social leverage will do that job. And that's like an important job. Some people promise all the other stuff, and you can come in and you can hire our designers and I don't want any of that. You what's your competence? Can you deliver on this? If you deliver on this, social leverage will be your a great financial partner for you. Oh, and by the way, we're good at like marketing and we're good at, you know promotion and we're shameless promoters and you get all that for free no matter what because we invested in you we're proud totally try and like deliver on these three things and then you know so we're trying to remove as much headwind from a founder so they can go fast yeah we also are getting better at telling here's what you can expect from us and if you don't if you if this doesn't align why take our money
0: yeah Yep. and do you do you find now because of the prominence of you doing this for so long that you just have regular people like hitting you up via Twitter, hitting you up through LinkedIn? What like wh- where where would the best place for people who are like, I check all those boxes that Howard just spoke about? How do, do you want to see them? Do you want people randomly telling David,
2: you, David? I want the only I want people to show up at my door without, without pants say, Howard, I read, move me. I know you don't like people. I want to pitch you. I just want to go <laughs> without pants. Cause that's, I heard that's what you like.
0: With cigars <laughs> in hand. Maybe cigars. You know what I'm
2: expecting it's a good question. I I think what I'm expecting is I know what I want, which is a yeah. stupid travel to show up to less events, right? Like a show horse. And, And so I'm using media to represent how I want people to approach me. So I want people to hit me up on Twitter. I want them to smartly look at my bio and look at what I'm actually interested in. Don't send me a bio. Like, I'm trying to let people know, like, if you're going to send me a robotics deal, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I can't help you because anybody I would send you a robotics deal to that's in my network is like, well, what does Howard know about robotics? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Referral from Howard. Like, come on. Like, I want people to use common sense. Like, if you have a great financial startup or an enterprise startup, or you love e-commerce, I could be your guy. Uh, But like, show some respect for my inbox. And uh, but no one does, and that's part of the game. (laughs) And uh, you you have to put up with some noise, uh, and you try and be as nice as you can because we have to create an environment where founders come to us. It's just too hard to or be dumb for us to continually be on a treadmill chasing deals around the world because part of the joy of being good at your business is to create is to get flow coming your way yeah for sure so our our vibe is like let's share let's tell people our story so that it reaches some vast corner of the universe where there's one kid working on this one particular problem heard our name and it's kismet
0: yes Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about social leverage and it's, you know, now in the SPAC world, uh, seems like there's a lot of upside for an average investor. Just talk a little bit about that and what you see are the pros and cons perhaps of SPACs just in general.
2: Well, I mean, there's just so many pros. The, the cons is like any financial business. You gotta look the eye of the promoter or the, of the um, sponsor. Do I want to invest alongside that person? Just like we invest alongside a founder, we, we have to look that founder in the eye because we're making up a number. Yep. We're, 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 we're betting that software is going to be important in seven years and then this product. So so it's no different. A SPAC is kind of the same thing, except it's money, not a product. Meaning if we hand this sponsor $200 million, will they be able to find a, a candidate for that money better than we could mm-hmm. and will that 200 million dollars plus the company they buy be worth more than us doing it them you know us doing it themselves it's really that the basic mathematical question combined with a lot of market dynamics etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think specs are great um i never did think they were great until i studied mm-hmm. them and realized the changes that had come along in the product and and market dynamics are like bringing down the fees and narrowing the spreads and lowering uh, <coughs> the, the uh, warrants. And so the dilution is less to the founders of these companies. So it's just a market dynamic for us. Right now it's, you know, it's gonna cost the company 20 to 30% to go public, mm-hmm. uh, which is no different than what it would cost to a late stage venture capital round. And so it's up to founders to really understand how, these, how a SPAC works versus an IPO or versus a late-stage private round. From our work as being early-stage investors and as a founder myself, I wish I had a company growing fast enough that could be put in a SPAC today mm. because I know I can hire a CFO and a chairman to keep the public side of the running the business because I'm 55 now. I have a group to call on, that yeah. can, and that's what our SPAC is. It's just a public company looking for a company. Yeah, so, so, and I know the, the one replaceable piece of our public company is Howard, Lynch. no one <laughs> wants me as their CEO. So there's not going to ever be an argument. I don't want to run your company. The first guy to parachute out of this and just be the cheerleader and someone to support the CEO is me. Yeah. So that's what a, now SPAC can have different things. They could have a CEO that's in my role and that they want to take over the company and run it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're different. Everybody has a different agenda. Our agenda is to find a fast-growing company that doesn't really need much other than some mm. capital to yeah. help market help, and they want to be public because they have a currency to go do acquisitions and grow their market faster, and you know because of competitive dynamics. There's all kinds of things that would have to align for this to happen. I think yeah. the media's wrong take is that there's too many of them. Mm. Compared to what? What data point do they have? Again, this is like, you know, what I'm... Why are they right? And I just went and raised three hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm as surprised as the other, as any person that I did this. <laughs> but at the same time, that's the data point. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, the data that's point a, is that's, that's not pretty
0: powerful data point too. <laughs>
2: yeah, like you no know, two years one. come back to me with the data about right. how many facts happened and what we did wrong, and whoa, there really weren't enough companies. But they didn't predict COVID media nope. that predict the nasdaq recovering fast so they're going to tell me now that there's too many SPACs. again like, All right
0: so howard you just spoke to how you really didn't see the SPACs as valuable and then you did yeah. what do you attribute your ability to have an opinion and then what happens that helps you change your opinion
2: yeah that's a good question so the forgetting about having an opinion no one has a stronger opinion than me meaning I didn't just have an opinion I was like you're a criminal like if I heard you have like whoa and then it's just because of my network and the fact that I have an open mind and I was sitting at dinner with uh, Adam Bain I have great respect for and uh he's amazing entrepreneur and I guess financier. And he was telling me about his spec. They had done Virgin Galactic when we were having dinner and he was telling me, and I was laughing. And I'm like, well, you idiots. Like if you can do this, <laughs> he was telling it in such an elegant way. I'm like, well, what did I get? Like, this is genius. Wow. And, uh, and he was telling me the good and the bad and the ugly. And, and, and that was in February of last year. So I went from that, from me laughing at specs in one year to, to <laughs> saying, well, Adam can do it. And he's, you know, you just start doing work. And my partner, Doug, was there, and he was, like, he's the next goldman guy. He was, like, oh, man, why are we – we should drop everything we're doing. And, do this. and I'm, like, well, let's just take our time. And here we are a year plus later, and I did one. But um, so it's, like, it took about a year to get yeah. me. Could you do it in a month? Yeah. But, like, I don't decide things that quickly. It took yeah. me a year to finally, you know. Yeah. But but, well, but it took me a year and now everybody's telling me it's the top. So somebody's wrong. Either I am <laughs> an idiot and I'm open to that. Uh, but but oh. I'd
0: love but I'd love that about you is your willingness to you know you're not attached to your perspective. That that to me is your secret sauce. If I if I had to put it in one thing, you're you're not attached. You're like you look at the evidence, your ego doesn't get tied up in the evidence.
2: Yeah, most of the time. Of course, my ego gets tied up. And that's why I manscaped If the, uh, <laughs> there is some ego, it's hopeless ego. Isn't it? oh, but I don't have to I'd be more attractive. No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> can't stand myself. So shaping me, me, keep it tolerable and still very punchable. Like I said, I'm very punchable. Like, <laughs> ask ten people when you show this video. Like, what's your? <laughs> I can't stand how <laughs> They'll immediately go to the audio version. <laughs> the audio version will just, they'll block you from everything. <laughs> That's your fault. Um, but what was the question? The question was. The uh,
0: question, it was really a compliment. I just was acknowledging that your ability to change your mind and not like be attached to changing your mind or your ego.
2: I'm able to change my mind. This is why I'm so excited about the market. The only way you can learn to change your mind is to have price go against you for a consistently long period of time. So in 1999, my epiphany about the internet was that FedEx would go up. That's a fucking great idea. Like why are the internet stocks going up? If e-commerce is gonna work, FedEx should go up. And I was like mad every day because all these internet stocks would go up and everything in the old world that they were relying on was going down. I was like, I was so mad. I would just be yelling at my computer all the time. Wow. More FedEx. Like, these idiots are wrong. And Internet stocks kept going up, and I kept underperforming. And that's how you learn. You yeah. realize that you are not bigger than the market. And the sooner people learn that lesson, whether it's GameStop or whatever, that's a miracle. Do we want someone learning that lesson when they're 60? No. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, how did I learn? I learned by being wrong a lot and letting yep. the market just run me over time and time again until you said, wait a minute, wouldn't it be easier? I went with <laughs> female to the tuna, like go with the flow.
1: Yeah,
2: And, uh, yep. and not that there's not great traders to trade against all that, but that's a crazy mm-hmm. part of your life. This so I think like, the market's kind of deep. Yeah. But- yeah.
0: If you're, if you're willing to learn the lesson. All right. So we threw, we threw out that we were going to have you uh, out on Twitter and we have some questions. Lucas, would you, would you make sure we, we ask these um, questions before we let Howard go? Thank you yeah, for yeah. being with us so long, Howard. I want to just answer. So we got some good questions, I believe.
1: Yeah. Let me I them to
0: them quick right before I hopped on.
1: Um, well, one was uh, on a scale of one to 10, how hard was it to raise the money?
2: it was so one if 10 is easy, it was 13. So I think like, I'm not saying that bragging, I'm saying like, no, it was just was more surprised than me. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I think that's what my handlers or my partners were chirping in my ear the whole time, including Adam Bain I was like, Oh, you're going to kill this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wow. You're, oh. a- me, have you not met Howard This is going to be—they're going to laugh us out of the room. <laughs> so Thirteen, based on my expectations, thinking it was going to be it. Yeah. yeah,
1: gotcha. Um, all right, and then uh, another one, which I'm not sure if you can speak to, but uh, which sector is uh, your SPAC targeting right now?
2: The S1 says it like we, and that's legal. We, we obviously, I love financial services, but I just don't. I'm not as confident as that. You know, and my, the way I built our team around me is like we're the traveling Wilburys, right? Like we're old band guys and we have one hit left in us, you know. Hey guys, so after we manscape tonight, we'll gather around our Zoom and we'll just we'll come up with one more good idea. You know, we, got one, we can't do an album, but we can do a hit.
0: We can do a hit.
2: And so we think we can build a hit and... Commerce and build it. the companies are generally built, but we can accelerate an e-commerce uh, enterprise company or a financial services company. I think, you know, my gut is it'll end up. You know, I don't know. Like every day, I have different ideas and different CEOs that we're talking to, and, and we have a ton of ideas. And we have a there is contrary to what the media says, there is just. I think a huge opportunity to to be a 500 to a thousand more good public companies in the world that we're headed to. Mm, And does that mean they're going to be this year or over 10 years? I don't know, but I don't, Mm. I'm not worried about the, there being a target rich environment. Stock uh, twits.
0: Tell us about stock twits, the future of stock twits.
2: Well, I mean, I'm really proud of that because it's been such a grind. Um, Mm. So it's fun I didn't enjoy most of it because I didn't know what I was doing and we just made some mistakes and we, you know, you can't enjoy the whole ride. I'm enjoying this ride because I'm just laughing and like the product works, the team's good, the CEO's a really good guy and really smart. Uh, he's hiring smart people. Um, people are getting what we do finally. For years it was like we tell people what with does, and I would say, Well, it's like Twitter. And people would go, Well, what's Twitter? Well, you're not gonna grow a business if your explanation for your business leads them to go, Well, what the hell's that thing? Yeah. So we were a derivative of something. It was just a I just didn't do a good job. Uh, you know, it's very hard to like separate what people need to understand about your company versus mm-hmm. now it's just people just get it. So yeah. I'll just say, I don't know, just come try it out uh because there isn't you know it's for people that love talking about stocks all day long and our job is to let them do things within some boundaries of behavior and we try and like control as little but as much as possible you have to behave a certain way privileged to be on stock trends. it's not perfect and we're going to make mistakes and our risk is we kick off the next elon musk or jim kramer or dave portnoy because of their behavior but in a perfect world I would like to say if Donald Trump came to take a shit on stock to us, he would last about an hour because we would send him back to Twitter. Right. We wouldn't put up with all the drama because he's Donald Trump. Mm, yeah. So that's, that's like a good thing. Yeah, for sure. thing that we always had from the beginning, which is not good for growth by the way. Um, when you're, kicking off, when you're, when you're willing to kick off half the people, it's not really a venture capital type business. Twitter's business was like you're a machine or you're a, uh, Terrorist, or you're a crazy person spewing lies, or if you're a hater, if you you know what I mean. Come, yeah. and people would complain. Twitter would act like, no, you know, use our product, and and it worked. They're worth, I don't know, seventy billion. I love Twitter. So, um, Stock Twitch is finally getting to that place, and uh, so it's 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 pretty fulfilling. It's growing really fast, faster than ever. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, and and a lot of it is just magic, like SPACs. Like if you told me that that in February or February of two thousand twenty-one that SPACs and uh, biotech and uh, value stocks and energy stocks, and Goldman Sachs, and and, and it wasn't going to be Fang and the S and P, you know, I would have said no, no, I'll just stick with Fang. Well, no. Uh, <clears throat> The uh, so I don't know I think uh, the the key is trying to you know build stuff that people want to use and then stay out of their way and we're I think Stockfish is getting doing really good at that.
0: What's another question you were going to ask, Lucas?
2: I was going to
1: ask um, why uh, I was checking it out in Slack. You the spec isn't on Robinhood. <laughs>
2: I don't think Robinhood has a lot of... Unli- like, it's unlisted in many ways because it's a it's a unit. It's not fully... Oh, that's... It becomes just slack and then the warrants trade on their own. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. That makes so sense. So it will be on
1: once it's fully- Once it's at full. Okay. I was just making sure it wasn't like a conflict of interest or something.
2: No, no, <laughs> no. I think that Robinhood's doing their thing and being consistently avoidant of, like, uh, bulletin board stuff and... Uh, unlisted securities i think i'm not fully sure but i don't think so, they have that makes now. sense the warrants yeah
0: awesome. again, i wouldn't be surprised if they
2: ban me and my ticker
0: from <laughs> <them>. <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen but howard thank <laughs> you
2: there it's their way of punching me But <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have to have a way you can't <laughs> punch him, so screw this <laughs> ticker
0: thank you howard for coming on you yeah. you educate all the time, whenever you talk. So thank you for educating me and the listeners to this podcast. I'm really glad you came today. All right, I to appreciate see. your time. Okay. okay. Aloha. Bye. Aloha. Thank you, Howard. That was awesome. That was great. Well, I just want to give you guys a little bio about Howard Lindzen. He is uh, the founder and managing partner of Social Leverage. Uh, he's got more than 20 years' experience in the financial community, acting in both an entrepreneurial and an investing capacity. Uh, he has a really unique vision for starting, managing uh, and successfully advising innovative companies. Uh, Lindzen is also the public face of social leverage entities and uh, he also co-founded StockTwits, which is uh, named one of the 10 most innovative companies on the web by Fast Company and also known as one of the best 50 websites by time. Uh, he invented the cash tag uh, and previously he created more than 400 original videos on Wall Wallstrip, which was a quite by CBS. Uh, Linsen stepped down from his operation role as CEO of StockTwits uh, in 2013 to focus on the next phase of social leverage. And he, as Acting Chairman uh, LinkedIn connection to StockTwits, along with his hedge fund experience, gives social leverage access to a community of professionals who can evaluate FinTech opportunities. And Howard also blogs at his own uh, domain, howardlinson.com, and that also is his Twitter handle. Uh, I have learned so much from this man over the past, you know, really 15, 20 years when I started to pay attention to who I wanted my mentors to be in the finance world. Uh, and I've gotten to know, know Howard, uh, especially over the last like nine months. And I, I just have to say, if you're a new trader, or even a sophisticated trader, and you want to understand the real epic size of the world to finance globally, you want to listen to this man. He, he is, and he shares in this podcast, his ability to change his mind, is so incredible because he is always opening and listening, especially to people outside of his uh, kind of, you know, normal crowd. He's just always tuned in and he's, he's able to see things miles ahead of, most people in this industry. I find a lot of people in finance, especially those who are above 40, uh, have a tendency to get very kind of stuck and tunneled to vision. And I just find Howard, it's like he's a perpetual 25-year-old who's always looking for the new improved version of things and not stuck in the way it's always been. So anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. He's, he's fascinating. I, that's what I tweeted out today is uh, that he's a, he is a visionary, I think, um, because of Great. the way that he can, he can see things sometimes too far in the future. And <laughs> like he's, he said, was, I agree. Uh, around With like stocks, stock yeah. it's like Twitter and people, that was when, you know, Twitter was just starting and people like, mm, I don't know what Twitter is. And so, yeah, yep. It's,
0: yep. it's always he can interesting see it. to see he what he sees. So quickly. And yet, sometimes like you're saying, like, it's almost like people aren't even fluent yet to understand what he's seeing. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I, that could kind of be a burden, I think, at times when you can see what the rest of the world can not see is coming. Yeah. Uh, but just his story about the SPACs and how he thought that was just so absolutely God awful. And now yeah. here he is in such a short <laughs> amount of time with his me. own. It's yeah. amazing.
1: Also, his idea of like what the what the future might look like. Um, The only other person I've heard that has a similar idea was this really eccentric artist that I knew. And this was uh, probably like 10 years ago. He was like, I don't understand, like why we don't have machines running the world. And so that we can all like, be more human and interact with each other and not just be like stuck in this, you know, $7 an hour crisis that we're in blah, blah, blah. And it was like, that really got me going with uh, when Howard was speaking. I was like, that's, wow. that, it's fascinating. Cause I do think there's a lot of value to that too. Yeah. In, in a possible like utopian future in a way is like, yeah. we, we have these, we, we are building the systems that can keep us alive and moving forward. And we're just kind of coasting on it.
0: Um, Yep, yep, for sure. I I feel like I've heard that concept that you're speaking about that artist spoke to, but maybe in a different kind of context. But to hear him say what he said today, around like just the concept of all of us being investors, uh, all of us potentially being traders, like, it's like, whoa, that that I I just have not heard that yeah. concept before.
1: So well, that is also like a, a, an idea of capitalism, right? It's like it this is. utopian capitalism where we're all just bringing our best interest to and, you know, buying low on our best options and selling them high. And so that's
0: absolutely, that's absolutely. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So anyway, I hope uh, that you enjoy this podcast with Howard. And I really strongly advise. Uh, he also, I would sign up for his newsletters because they're short and straight to the point. But God, you just get educated so quickly in one or two paragraphs in ways that I don't, I don't know that's really out there. So one of the most important newsletters, I think, to sign up for it. It's daily. He does it daily. So yeah, yeah five days a week. Pretty close to Dallas. Anyway, thank you for watching. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Luke, because this yeah, was thanks, a lot of Tim. fun today. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. We'll see you the next time. Hopefully, oh, and uh, we're having March Madness, right? We're oh, yeah, calling, yeah, we're
1: calling this March Madness. We're, we're calling Interview March every Madness.
0: week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No more we two just,
2: weeks. <laughs>
0: that's right. We have, we have the entire month of March with podcasts because we are so lucky to know such amazing human beings uh, and really smart human beings that we feel are going to be a contribution to to you, your life and your trading. So uh, I hope you guys have a great March. Be good to yourselves out there and take care of each other. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Wall Street Coach. Have a great day, guys.
1: This has been The Wall Street Coach Podcast with k Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a
2: five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.